0: Welcome back to The Gathering Podcast. I'm Travis. And I'm Will. And we've got a brand new style of lesson, I guess I can say. <laughs> <laughs> we've we flipped the script for the first time, and uh, we've decided to uh, title our, uh, our thoughts before we put our thoughts together, right? That's pretty much how it happened. Yeah. But it, I think it works well based
1: off of our last few podcasts about seeking God. And really we just, uh, the last two podcasts were from Daniel and we just looked at uh, his life in reading the Bible and prayer and fasting and basically looked at some some ways that we can, uh, some disciplines we can put in our lives to keep us on track with God and what he's doing in our lives and staying close to him. But then that all changes today.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so uh um a couple weeks ago Will and I decided that we were going to go golfing. Well, I decided I was going to go golfing and uh called Will to see if he wanted to go with me. And um yeah, out on the f- golf course uh I was just doing terrible the whole time um but <laughs> but uh you had some good hits yeah yeah it was it was all right it'd been a while since i'd <laughs> uh i i'm usually like a once a year kind of golfer, and so um and it's usually like a four man, four man scramble, and so to uh to get out there and keep score by myself uh, it's, <laughs> it's usually pretty bad the first first round so but anyway, uh, so Will was uh, doing pretty good on one hole, and yeah, so we were on hole three. It's a
1: par four. I hit a nice three hundred yard drive. Okay, that's not true. No, but, I was say, no. but I, I did have. A- <laughs> I don't remember that. <laughs> I it is. It was a par four, and I got on the green in two, and I don't know. Maybe it was not a very big putt either.
0: No, it wasn't. It I was just like four foot.
1: <laughs> I'll give you six. It was a like six a six foot. foot, foot I'm block. like, oh yes,
0: birdie, here we come. <laughs> Do we have a button for that? I don't even. Nope. Well, that, that, okay. That well, whatever. <laughs>
1: so then I'm like, all right. So I, I refocus, I get my grip back, Whew. hit it again. <laughs> <laughs> Missed. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not even gonna try a button because I don't know what some of those and I are. Bogeyed this hole. <laughs> well, it was terrible. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think I think I think I mentioned something like, ah, oh, from birdie to bogey.
0: And we just kind of thought, like, 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 wait a second. That sounds really good. It like kind of rolls off the tongue, right? <laughs> so uh, uh I think you said like that would make uh, that's a good that's a good podcast title. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, Yeah. But Normally, we have a podcast and then come up with a title at the end. So this time it was like, okay, how are we gonna do this? And uh, it was kind of a struggle. I'm like, how do you like, how do you turn turn it around to go from birdie to bogey? For those of you that don't know uh, with golf, you have a par, the the number of strokes that it should take you. To put the ball in the hole if you are one under that it's a birdie uh if you're two under that it's an eagle if you're over it it's a bogey yeah and then a double bogey and a triple. <laughs> i'm usually up there i don't even count <laughs> the bogeys <clears throat> uh and so anyway we're like well how, how do we put that into like um you know how, how do you recover from from a bad round you know how, how do we put that into a podcast because it really does roll off the tongue and we wanted to use that. Yeah, and I, I'm just thinking, I I thought it meshed well
1: because like I just said, we were talking about disciplines we can put in our lives and, and our walk with God. And so what happens when we stop doing those disciplines or we get off track or you know, one thing leads to another and wait, what just happened? Where did we go? Where's my relationship with God? And so that brought us to birdie to bogey and how do we recover from a bad
0: round yeah (laughs) and so like we the i was i was looking at this for a while and i i basically had my title written down and just my title written down. (laughs) like what am i gonna do with this i mean we could (laughs) have broke apart what is a birdie yeah what is a bogey what's the greek here sure is there a greek for bogey (laughs) i'm sure we could find greek for birdie but it would totally not be the right oh geez message bible yeah 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 the message we'll figure that one out um so ultimately i was just like you know you you don't recover from a bogey you you don't recover from a bad round uh or, or a bad hole Like if you're playing nine holes and you have a really bad hole, like it's, it's done. It's over with, it's in the past, right? You can't, there's nothing you can do about it. You can't go back in time and fix it. Um, unlike, uh, you know, unlike other sports where, you know, if you screw up, you can always, you know, make up for it or, or something like that. But with, with golf, once you' have, with you once you have five strokes you've got five strokes like there's nothing you can do about it you know and uh so anyway um i would like I, i'd like to maybe <clears throat> you said we can't
1: recover and i i don't know uh
0: maybe not the best choice of words yeah
1: no no i i get it in this in the sense that you know we can't recover in the that round of the game right but like in life we we can recover. Sure. We can get better. We can sure. move past it. It's not going to sure. be
0: an end-all for and, us. And as we all know, golf is like the perfect life metaphor. Right? Oh, my. <laughs> I don't know about I've, that. I've heard, I've heard know, life metaphors that, with but. baseball. I don't know. I've never heard it with <laughs> I, golf. Do enlighten us. <laughs> well, I have nothing for you. I got an absolutely nothing. I was just uh, I was really honestly saying that, hoping that you uh, might have something. But, uh yeah, so even with you know, even in life, when you do screw up, there's really no way to unscrew up, you know. Right. If you uh, if you scream at your kids, there's no way to unscream at your kids. You know. If you uh, if you cheat on your spouse, there's no way you'll there's no way to ever sure um, go back and undo that. Right. So. What it, I was just gonna say. I probably shouldn't even say. It. I was gonna say if you clicked
1: on that image, there is a back button, but that doesn't necessarily mean what, what I'm like. If you if you look at pornography, is what I'm saying. Oh, gotcha, You're gotcha, gotcha. For a I'm
0: like, what image are you talking about? He's pointing I'm saying, at. I'd say if if, if if you look okay, at guys, pornography. Okay, guys. So 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 Will's sitting here pointing at my outline, saying if you. Click on that image and I'm like, what image are you talking about? I'm like Okay, anyway. I got Are you you're tracking? You tracking? I, yeah, okay. I'm with
1: you. You click on that image. You you can't go back. You've already clicked
0: on it. You've already seen it. It's done. It's over. Sure. Um, there is a back button, so you can that's, go back. That's all but, I was saying. But yeah. it's you've seen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Off track.
1: Sorry. Oh man, yeah.
0: That's just <laughs> we're that prepared today. All
1: right. So. Restart the podcast.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do 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 do. Um that's my impression of the uh starting music, ladies and gentlemen. Um so anyway, you you, you can't really uh you, you you can't not that you can't recover from, but you can't undo what's already been done. Once it's over, it's it's over. Once you've swung that club, it's done. Um but what you can do is you can keep playing. Yeah. And so when you do that, let's say, you know, that was, you said the third hole, right? Yes. That was the third hole. So yeah, you, you bogey the third hole, which if I if I only bogeyed every hole, it would be a really good round <laughs> of golf for me. <laughs> but, uh, you know, you, you bogey one hole and it's the third out of nine. You've got six more holes that you can just, nail and and not undo Mm -hmm. but recover your overall average right and then if you wanted to you could play 18 (laughs) sure (laughs) (laughs) or or if you're a glutton for punishment uh you know you could play a nine after that you know but the the point is that once once something is done once you've done wrong once you've screwed up your life you're in that state and the only way to make it better because you can't undo it is to keep going and do better after that enough times so that you wash out your average, right? Like essentially not, not even talking with golf, but like, or with life, but with golf, right? Um, so essentially you're just, you're recovering from failure. You're coming back from failure. And so I thought, okay, this is what we've got. This is what, this is what we'll use, right? You've messed up and now how do you recover from it? And when I looked that up on Google, I literally Googled how to come back from failure. And the first thing that pops up, it's a, uh, a list of seven, um, seven steps. And, uh, apparently it comes from like a Forbes article, uh, some, some article in Forbes magazine. And, uh, I was reading over it and I was like, yeah, you know, all this makes sense, but is it biblical? Sure. So I went from there and I just kind of broke everything down. And the first thing you have to take notice of is anytime you have a point that you are trying to make and you want to make it, you want to reflect truth, the truth of your point biblically it is extremely easy to pull things out of context absolutely so easy you it if it's not at the forefront of your mind when you're doing it you're, you're definitely going to pull things out of context and um, just make you can essentially make anything you wanted to um, look right by pulling it out of context So how many of these biblical
1: concepts did you pull out of context?
0: Every single one. No, no, I honestly, so I, here's what I, here's what I did. Call it cheating. Uh, I don't care. It's fine. But uh, I took every step and I Googled Bible verses about, and then that step. Right. And it gave me like 25, like a list of 25 (laughs) Bible verses about uh, that you know, whatever that step was, every time there was at least 20, it was like 20, between 20 and 30 different Bible verses. I read through all of them and I was only able to, there was one that I found two on and I just picked one that I liked the best, but every single one of them, I could only find one out of that list. That wouldn't be taking it out of context. <laughs> so, so, so what you're saying is it's very dangerous to use Google for very your spiritual dangerous, yes. walk. <laughs> Google is <laughs> like, not a spiritual guidance at yeah. all. Uh, yeah, they'd probably tell you different, but absolutely, it is what it is. You know.
1: All so, right. So, so we have we have seven concepts. Once we've done something, yes. How do we get back from failure? How do we get back on track with our Christian walk? Yes, with our
0: relationship with God. Seven of them. We want to read through them first. Yeah. Then we, yeah. Yeah. So step one is to keep going. Um, and I think we kind of already covered that with, sure. You know, uh, read, uh, I guess lowering your average by essentially diluting your pollution, <laughs> diluting sure. your bad, your bad strokes. Um, step two is take time to plan your next move. Uh, Step three is to lean on your real friends. Step four is to leverage your failure. Uh, Step five is to find the lesson. Uh, Step six is to move beyond shame. Step seven is to let go of others' opinions. Now, those are almost the same thing because... um, I think a lot of times our shame, our personal shame, comes from uh, you know what, gonna think. what other people's opinions are yeah. of us, you know. But there are times that we can have, you know, our own shame, mm-hmm. um, even based on just like, oh gosh, you know how I let God down or something like sure. that, and that, you know that can bring um, that can put you in a mode of shame. So this this first step from birdie to bogey <laughs> and how we get back,
1: uh, keep going. Uh, I know you have a different verse here, but I'm just reminded that, and and it's just a a saying that everyone says, but you know, don't dwell on the past. Like, and that's kind of what we're getting at here at the same time. Not just don't dwell on the past, but oftentimes I feel like we maybe we have a good momentum going um, and we're doing really well in an area of our life. uh, And if something happens, we're just like, ugh, what's the point now? You know, sure. I, I, you know, there, there's there's spiritual equivalent, but uh, I just think of like, okay, maybe you're maybe you're fasting, or maybe you're on a keto diet. <laughs> <laughs> All of a sudden, you're you're doing really well, and bam, you eat way too many carbs, you're out of ketosis. Okay, well, what's the point now? I'm done. Sure. I'm out yeah. of it. Yeah. Why would I keep going? Um, and so this is a hard point to get over, you know, especially when it comes to sin in our lives uh, and something that pushes us away from God. Uh the the enemy certainly wants us to keep wants to keep us there. So he'll do everything to convince us that we shouldn't go back, that we shouldn't keep going.
0: Yeah. And and you I, I see this a lot in like youth sports. Like I've got Oh yeah. I've got four youngsters and they play sports and anytime things are going bad, they tend to continue to go bad right because you know people screw up they strike out and um and now they're that's all they're thinking about so then you know then they then they have an error fielding a ball and then you know they're upset about that and then instead of running after the ball (laughs) they let it go because they're oh i missed it i can't believe i missed it you know yeah and so they're stuck in this failure zone this failure cycle and um and they never They never move beyond it. So keep going. And I found in Proverbs uh, 24, verse 16, it says, for the righteous falls seven times and rises again, but the wicked stumble in times of calamity. And, I mean, essentially that's just um, failure is not um, falling. Failure is not getting back up, right? Right. And so keep going and in doing so if if you quit let's say you okay so you you have way too many strokes on a hole and you're like I quit there's a 100% certainty that your score is going to suck more <laughs> right <laughs> sure, yeah can't get better <laughs> right but if you keep going now if you keep going you could get to the next hole and bogey that one as well, mm-hmm. but there's a, there's not, it's not hundred percent certain that you will. There's a probability that you might, but there is also the possibility that you can do better and do better and do better. And one of the ways that you can do better, uh, is to take time to plan your next move. So that's the, that's step number two. Take time. So I'm not just going to keep going. I need to think
1: about where I'm going. And right. What I'm going to do, how to protect myself from not getting another bogey. Right.
0: So um, Practice my putts, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, speaking of that, I'm thinking about putting on a putting green, you know, just for that reason. <laughs> <laughs> I I figure I only drive once a hole. But man, I definitely putt twice or more every time. So, uh. But if we, uh yeah, if we look at step two, take time to plan your next move. uh In Proverbs 16, verse 3, we read, commit your work to the Lord and your plans will be established. Hmm. And um the other verse I had that I was looking at was, you know, he who plans to uh, uh, build a barn and doesn't count the cost first and then ends sure. up, you know, uh, I'm totally paraphrasing and watching <laughs> that verse, but, uh, that was, that was kind of the other one. Just like you need to, you need to plan and, and step through. Uh, one of the things I had picked up when I was, I, it was, it wasn't even related to this. It was just, I was watching some YouTube clips and one was a clip of uh tiger woods years ago, made a bad hit and it was probably a 10 minute. Discussion with him and his caddy on what he was going to do. Do I take a drop? Sure. Which is going to add a stroke. But then, if I do that, then I know that I can hit it here and da 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 da. But I'll be a stroke ahead. But if I do this, I could hit over here, and then I and then I could make that up up here, and you know, then I might end up with the same. butt if I hit it good, I mean, it was like a ten minute conversation. Sure. Of planning one single stroke and you're looking at you know a whole golf match which is several strokes and like almost as much as two golf matches if you're me so um <laughs> so he he ended up recovering i mean he hit the ball and it was like it 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 landed on the green and it was like a 4 foot putt it was a, nice. it ended up being perfect for him but uh i i just saw that and i thought how perfect is that because we're talking about one simple step and planning that carefully and i think sometimes when we fall sometimes when we at least when you're golfing you kind of get carried away you get talking you're having a good time and you don't pay attention to what you're doing okay. and you slice on a drive or you um don't don't realize that you're <clears throat> Uh you're on a hill, and so <laughs> you take a divot <laughs> way too deep, you know, and just totally botch a, a uh um, a chip and so it, it taking time to plan every single move um really is key when it comes to not screwing up and sometimes you're in situations where you're not keeping score and it's no big deal and just have some fun but but when When you're trying, especially when you're trying to recover, I think sometimes those bad moves um, or those big mistakes really just reset you. And I don't know about you, Will, because you're like, you know, you're Will and everything. It's true. But uh, (laughs) I'm bald and steely. (laughs) But, you know, when I screw up, I instantly think I need to just take a breath and listen to God and find out okay where where is he going with this right and so just that whole it again it comes back to that take time to plan your next move um and and
1: i think part of planning your next move is also evaluating where you went wrong so so yeah um like the whole tiger woods thing he like he's planning okay i'm already I have a bad lie. I'm planning my next shot. Okay. I've already made the bad decision. I need to know where, you know, where am I trying to get to? But in part of that is self-evaluation going, well, how did I get here in the first place? So you don't repeat that same mistake, you
0: know? Sure. And, and so that happens a lot. Um, again, with golf, when you're playing, uh, of course, twice. Right? <laughs> sure. So, like, I'll get to like, oh man, I've been I weren't here before. I remember last time I played this hole. Yeah. There's one that I remember. Uh, it's, um, I think it's at the heights, and it's got this narrow, like, it, it, big open tee box, and then it goes through this narrow path of trees on either side. It's like a funnel. And then it opens up again into this massive, these, these two massive, massively wide, like really wide fairways. And, um, it never fails. I don't know what it is. It never fails. I always try to go straight through the trees. And it doesn't happen. (laughs) And no, it just like ends up, it's like, it's like a vortex that sucks my ball into the trees. And so I know this. And so then I try to. I try to play that the opposite sideline of the trees and that usually works out for me, you know? And so, uh, and I also try to go a little bit softer because, okay, if I play soft and I have to take an extra, um, stroke with a, with a, you know, five wood or something like that. Okay, I'd much rather have that than have my ball <laughs> go oh. off in the woods and it's completely gone. Um, you know, in, in,
1: to move on from that as well, I think uh, I have been at times uh, the receivie, the receiver, um, and the, the other person telling uh, the person I'm golfing with, um, you stand behind someone and you can see Wow, they're way off aim. Sure. Hey, Trav, uh, go a little bit to the left. Or you sure you want to use that that <laughs> that, that club? <laughs> you probably shouldn't be using your driver on the green there, Trav. <laughs> and uh, you know, I, I poke fun at that, but uh, it's true. Like I've had friends tell me, um, not only in my golf game but in my personal life, like, "Hey, is everything all right? Like, you seem to be." blank or whatever or you know accountability and people checking in and I think that takes us to our next point of lean on your real friends like that's yeah that's this whole part and even with the Tiger Woods scenario like he wasn't talking to himself right trying to figure this out He was talking to his caddy exactly there's someone there he
0: trusted um, and valued their opinion and, and 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 respected and and those caddies know the golfer Right. It's not, it's not just some random person. Like they know, I know what you can do with a seven iron. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it leads us right into Proverbs 18 verse 24. It says a man of many companions may come or, uh, yeah. A man of many companions may come to ruin, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. And that's just, um, companion versus brother, right? Like you, you might have a lot of people in your life that you call friends. Sure. But that might not they might not be that caddy that knows what you can do with each club. So um that's definitely that's definitely the brother aspect and those are the people that you want to have in your life if you're looking to recover <clears throat> from a bad shot. Yeah, I think the the last statistic I heard um was something like the
1: average man has like one to three um, close friends that would you would call this, and a lot of them don't even have the one. Um, so it's vitally important, and a lot of it comes back to another point we'll get to with shame and opinions, and I don't want people to know, and I want to look good, and and all that sort of stuff with people. But really, when you find that one, two, three guys that you can just be openly honest about the worst things in your life um, and yeah. and they can reciprocate so that yeah. there is no shame it's it's an it's a two-way road in open conversation that accountability makes all the difference Absolutely.
0: when you're struggling with something yeah and it's um but but you can't have that I guess without um kind of this step four, leveraging, leveraging your failure. You can't have that real connection unless we follow what we read in first John, um, first John one nine or excuse me. Yeah. First John one nine. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Now, one of the things, um, about confessing sins ultimately God forgives us of our sins. Yeah one way to confess a sin is to confess it to your brothers. <laughs> like, like you were saying, you know, and not, not hiding it, letting them know that like, Hey, this is something I struggle with. This is a failure that I've had. And how, how, how can I recover from this? You know, I need some accountability here. Hey, you know, um, I'm, I'm slicing every time I tee off on a long drive, (laughs) you know, uh, if you confess that and then your buddy's like, Hey, 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 just remember roll that wrist over, bud. You know, you're, we're, we're here. You got to roll that wrist over, straighten it out. Um, we need that. But the only way we can have that is to confess our sin. And so to, to, you know, obviously leveraging failure, there's a little bit of a discrepancy there with, um, with the verse that I chose, but you know, when we have, when we have that failure, I think one of the things I did, um, there was a dog leg and I, I do have a bad, a bad slice that I really (laughs) have to work on. And so I'm just like, you know what? I know that I slice naturally. So I'm just going to swing naturally. And I cranked that ball (laughs) right around the corner and laid it up, uh, right in the center of the fairway it was beautiful uh so um i don't know what what lesson that gives in our life i don't know <laughs> if either but for, hey if you we know haven't. what it's something i can uh pat myself on the back sure. on when it comes to golf so uh, another verse there
1: james 5:16 says this therefore confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed the prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working but it's the same thing we should be praying and confessing with one another, um, and ideally, this maybe should have been our first thing because we can't confess our sins to God until we know that we've made a mistake or to know that we've sinned. Sure, right? So, I mean, <clears throat> and then as far as uh, as far as the the friends part and aspect, if I haven't confessed something god and been forgiven of it knowing that i've been forgiven of it it makes it a lot more difficult for me to talk with somebody else about it yeah um because there there is that shame part that uh we Mm -hmm. will be getting into but if i know hey the person i sinned against whose god has forgiven me then i don't care what somebody (laughs) else thinks right because it's not their opinion
0: that matters it's god's yep yeah, no, 100%. That's, that's exactly it. Um, so yeah, yeah. So, so step four, leverage that failure. Um, and, uh, step five, uh, is to find the lesson. So, uh, one of the things that I probably too much of a dad about <laughs> <laughs> is, you know, always looking at the big picture life lesson, you know, whatever. And, uh, um, my son has reminded me, dad, not everything has to be a life lesson, you know? (laughs) And, uh, but you know, when you can find the lesson, you know, you can, you can pull a lesson out of, out of any mistake. And to find that lesson, one of the, one of the things that happens when you do that is that mistake doesn't go to waste. It's no longer necessarily a bad mistake. It's a good mistake, right? Like it's something that you've learned from and moved through. Um, so find the lesson. And in Proverbs nine, nine, it says, um, give instruction to a wise man and he will be still wiser. Teach a righteous man and he will increase in learning. And so again, just like, I don't care you know, when I was 20, I thought I knew everything and now I'm 38 and I realize I knew nothing at 20. And I feel (laughs) like I, I feel like I know a lot more, but I'm pretty sure that, you know, 10 years down the road, I'll be like, man, I knew nothing at 38, you know, like, and, and, uh, not that you got to go into that carefully because not that you don't have any, uh, wisdom earned that you can pass on, um, or even pass up sometimes to, <laughs> to some older generations. But, um, you know, the, there is, it's a delicate balance. Let's just put it that way. There, find the lesson. You're never too old to learn something new. And so find that lesson in your failure. And um, regardless, you will be the wiser for it. So it's kind of
1: all these lessons kind of, blend together
0: oh 100 (laughs) yeah as well yeah
1: like find your lesson okay well that kind of goes with leveraging your failure yeah (laughs) and 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 to keep going and and to plan your next one you know (laughs) um but i I, something that just came i you know um god um makes all things work out for good and so if we're finding the lesson and our confession and and how to not go on it again that's just one way God can use yeah. a sin, a mistake in our lives, for our good. Um, is just to let us know, hey,
0: yep, this is what you messed up. This is how you messed up. Yeah, and let's not repeat. You know, one of the worst things, one of the worst things I ever heard uh, a young man say is, "Yeah, I was raised right." And I say it's one of the worst things I've ever heard, is because when you have that mentality, like, Psh, I was raised right, <laughs> yeah. I know what's good and what's bad and what's right and what's wrong. You are closing the door for any lesson that's coming in. You know what I mean? Like you're, you're basically saying that you are unwilling to learn because you were raised right. And you know, what's good and what's bad and blah, blah, blah. Um, that's always been something that I've probably mentioned it half a dozen times (laughs) on these podcasts because it's just something that really bothers me. But, um, so Lesson number or step number six, I guess, is to move beyond the shame. Uh, and again, we kind of touched on that. Like, you know, shame, m- most of the time, you know, step seven is is let go of others' opinions. And there's kind of that, uh, like you were just saying, it's kind of all. Sure. They blend. They kind of blend all together. But, um, you know, a, a lot of the times our shame is, is there because of what others will think of us. And so the, these two points kind of blend together. But in Romans 10, uh, verses 11 and 12, it says, uh, For the scripture says, Everyone who believes in him will not be put to shame. For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek. For the same Lord is Lord of all, bestowing his riches on all who call
1: on him. And yeah, there's, there's another verse that says, uh, for now there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ, right? There's there's no, there's no more reason
0: for us to be shamed because we are forgiven. Right. Yeah. And, and I, I used to, when I was much younger and knew it all, um, I, uh, I had a, as you get old, you lose some of those thoughts. That's that's what happens. Um, you know, I was, I, I had somebody, uh. Say something to me about, you know, um, even my future sins are forgiven, and I'm like, how can my future sins be forgiven because I haven't committed them and sought forgiveness yet? And then it kind of, made, they 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 brought up the point. Well, yeah, but Christ died on the cross two thousand years ago. All the so sins are future <laughs> for all of the future sins. So so if his uh, if his. Uh, sacrifice didn't cover your future sins, then they haven't covered any of your sins in your lifetime because he did that 2000 years ago. And I was like, wow, it was like one of those mind blowing (laughs) moments, you know, it was kind of, kind of neat, but, uh, but yeah, he, he is the same God um, for all of us. So when, you know, when we're looking at, you know, that, that person on the other side of the political line and you're just like, Oh, They're so terrible, blah, 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 blah. It's the same God. Who loves them mm-hmm. and you? Um, when when you're looking at uh, your your spouse and you're just so disgusted with their behavior, it's the same God that loves both of you, and they're he he is just as much wanting you to see your own failures. <laughs> Look sure. in the mirror and recognize your own failures as much as you do everyone else's. Yeah, I think obviously we have personal shame that we put
1: on ourselves. We're talking about uh, kids playing sports or I brought up the keto diet and stuff. Like, yeah, we put stress on ourselves and shame on ourselves. Like, oh, I did it again for the hundredth time. Like, why would God even love me? And We, ha- we just have to keep going back to what scripture says, believing it to be true that we're forgiven. God loves us that we can be free from these things. And not only that, but we can't put shame on others either. Maybe you're that friend helping someone through something. So, you know, moving beyond the shame, isn't just a personal thing, but it's sure you being able to go, Hey, they've confessed their sin before God. I'm not going to hold them accountable. for What they did anymore. either." Yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, Man, that was good. Well, I like that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, geez. So uh, last step here, step seven. Somebody had mentioned, uh, because we talked about this at our last gathering, and uh, one of the gentlemen mentioned that we should uh, we should have nine steps because yeah, know, right. nine holes in a round of golf. <laughs> well, I said, <laughs> I I said you at least get two good hits, so you, yeah, yeah, you don't yeah, yeah. need nine. Yeah, yeah, you might have, you might you <laughs> usually have a couple good holes. Or there's at know. least one mulligan. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so the the other is, uh, again, step seven, uh, let go of others' opinions. Now, there's, there's something I've been trying to teach my kids uh, because we live in a culture that's very, very much – uh, don't care about what other people think of uh, you yeah. and do your thing and be you and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Well, there that's not 100% true. I mean, there there is a social aspect of you kind of do need to care about Absolutely. what people think of you because nine times out of ten, what people think of you is – okay, maybe not nine times out of ten. Let's go with seven out of ten <laughs> times. Seven out of ten times what people – think of you or the vast majority of people think of you is you, you know? um, I took a class one time when I was working at the VA. Uh, I took a class one time and one of the guys was like, you know, everybody, everybody always comes up and says to me like, why are you so grumpy all the time? And he's like, I'm not grumpy all the time, Blah, blah, blah. And, and basically what we told him was like, yeah, but if everybody perceives that you're a grumpy person all the time, then you are. There's probably some like to that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like then, then you are. And you need to you need to fix that. So there's this social aspect to that where we do need to if we're gonna live in a world, uh, a, a a social world that God has created you know us to be with each other, then we do to a point have to um consider the opinions of those around us because we might think, well, no, I'm just being sure. I'm just being me. Yeah. But in reality, you're being a big fat jerk and you're hurting a lot of people, right?
1: And part of that is letting people into your life or the ability to speak yeah, those truths yeah, into for sure. your life. But what this point also means to me, let go of others' opinions is in, in what the verse you're about to read is is gonna show is that it's we have to let go of people's opinions. When we are following what God is calling us to do through His Word, and that's not normative to the people around us, right? And we're gonna look stupid, right? Exactly. And they're gonna make fun of
0: us, or there's gonna be consequences. Sure. Yeah. Um, I've thought about that yeah. with with like my truck is getting very very rusty, and I uh, well, gotta but, get the next biggest best diesel. Come on. Well, and I. I saw this truck and I was just like, man, I want that truck. It looks so sweet. I hate yeah. how my truck is all rusty and da 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 da. Now, granted, my, my, I got a couple, uh, uh, bed mounts that I should probably look at, you know, doing a little bit of repair, or doing something to it for a function reason. But I realized that the only reason that I wanted a new truck was because of what, what do people think about sure. me driving around this rusty truck? And I'm like, yeah. I love my wow, truck. Yeah. Like I really do love my truck. And I, I like the fact that I don't really have to worry about if I drive through somewhere to, to go do something and a stick scratches it because I'm right. I'm yeah. Out in the woods and stuff. A lot. Because it's a truck. because It's a truck. <laughs> <laughs> and so like, yeah, I had to let go of that part too <laughs> of, uh, you know, worrying about others opinions. But in, uh, in Galatians chapter one, um, and I was wondering, did you have this? I did before prior, Saturday. Prior, yeah. No kidding. I yeah. thought that was kind of neat because I, I when you <laughs> read it, when you read it, I was like, wait a minute, this is from my, <laughs> this is from my outline. Did he? Yeah. So I was curious if you, uh, for those of you who don't know, Will preached yesterday, um, and it was the day after our gathering, yep. and uh, he used this verse, and I was, it was like, yeah, it was the last. Last thing I read. I was very, yeah, yeah. Right before the ending. And I was very curious. I'm like, did he add this before or after? (laughs) So anyway, it's Galatians one verse 10. And it says for now, or for, for, am I now seeking the approval of man or of God? Or am I trying to please man? If I were still trying to please man, I would not be a servant of Christ. And, You know, that verse though can go two ways
1: because in one way it can go, okay, I don't care what someone else thinks. I'm keeping my truck. I don't care what someone else thinks. I'm getting rid of my cell phone or I'm getting rid of the internet or I'm getting whatever. Um, But it can also, we could also read that second part and go, or am I trying to please man? Um, And we can go, well, no, I'm not, I'm not going to go do that because the reason I, I, I just want them to think, you know, I'm somebody I'm not or whatever. Sure. And, but really, you know, so there, you there, have to take those other steps and plan the next move and try to figure out what's going on because
0: maybe God's the one actually calling you to do that. Sure. And so, so basically I think a lot of times people will not do things. Right. And, and they'll use, they'll use something like this as an excuse. Well, psh, I don't need to please other people, exactly. and so I'm not going to do this. But right. yeah, you're you're right. But but what if what if it is something that God wants you <laughs> yeah. to do? What no, if no, God actually wants
1: you <laughs> to be a part of your church body and yeah. To serve.
0: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. Uh, God God actually wants you to uh, give your money to me. I mean, to, I mean, to the church. <laughs> well, give your money to others, right? <laughs> like, he wants you to hold things with an open hand. You can hand give on <laughs> That was a terrible plug. Oh, I know. I don't agree with that whatsoever. <laughs> oh, geez. Anyway, no, but, yeah, in, in all seriousness, like, I, I have seen people take it uh, to, to that opposite extreme. Um, but, yeah, Absolutely. so for, so how do you recover – uh, from a bad round. Well, you got to keep going. You got to plan your next move. You got to lean on your real friends. You got to leverage your failure, find the lesson. You got to move beyond that shame and you got to let go of others' opinions. That's it for this episode of The Gathering Podcast. We appreciate your support. If you found value in today's episode, please hit that like button, share, and subscribe. We'd also appreciate a good review. But more importantly,
1: if you're in the Gladwin, Michigan area, please join us for the Gathering Breakfast, held the second Saturday of each month at the 963 building on North M18, where we'll have plenty of bacon, and we'll touch on this episode briefly with some more outlook from men like yourself.